Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling the story of Delta Airlines Flight 1086. Thanks for listening. Uh, so, as promised, not such a long one today, but yes, you were just saying that the weather is, this is very nice weather for you. Oh, it's the best. It's nice and I'm cool so glad and rainy. That you enjoy it. I do. <laughs> so it is like it's it is soul. like weather's payback time for yeah. me. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It's not my season. I'm but sorry. No, it's okay. We're actually gonna go. The story. Okay, so this story today is like my little farewell address to New York <laughs> because. Oh, yeah. This uh, incident actually happened before, like right before I started working at the airport in Buffalo. So we're not going back in time that far. We're going to March 5th of 2015. Okay. And that was the winter. So it's, it's the winter, not the same year because winter happens over two calendar years, right? But that was the same winter that we got seven feet of snow in Buffalo. Yeah. And the polar vortex and the weather was just like the winter weather was just showing the the Northeast who is boss. Like, yeah, yeah, like that insane, insane, ludicrous winter of, I mean, seven feet of snow, guys, in 24 hour period. One, 24 hours, seven feet of snow. Yeah. I went like to work. 45 meters. You went to work. <laughs> you went, went to, work. to work. Like the next day. Yeah. How did you even get to work? I went in to work literal- that day too. And then they canceled it when I was halfway there. Like guys, yeah, you waited too long. You waited too long. <laughs> you waited way too long. It's, it, I, it is like, it is worth looking up. Like there's a yeah. video, I think from the, I don't know. The weather oh maybe it's of niagara falls i don't remember but that video of like the wall yeah. of snow like yeah. sweeping over the city literally Guys, seven feet of snow it was crazy yeah that it was a it was a fun little winter it was. i mean it was a wild time but that was ones. in november yeah yeah <laughs> that was in november of 2014 so we're in 2015 so very, 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 very powerful winter. Yeah. And we're, maybe some of you are thinking, but by March, hasn't winter ended? No. No, not at all. Not. not at all. There is still, on March 5th, there is still fully another month of winter. Yeah. Fully. Um, we are starting in Atlanta, so by then, so they're probably done with winter. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing to LaGuardia, where winter is in full effect. Yeah hasn't slowed down has just it is winter weather and in new york on this day it is snowy like just that like white out like blustery snowy mm. snow a snow a day so that and i don't mind that i mean i would take i would take winter over fall any day so we'll take what we can get yeah. um but <laughs> we are so we're doing the story of delta 1086 we're flying from Atlanta to LaGuardia, America's most beautiful airport that yeah. everyone agrees. <laughs> no, we went to the new I mean, LaGuardia. Now, yeah. 
it looks nice. Looks great. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that like represents any upgrades in like the experience that pilots have right. like you know right. landing taking off i don't know if the runway's any better yeah i don't know if they hired more air traffic controllers but it's looking good yeah. more recently yeah <laughs> but not in 2015 um no. we are flying a very cool plane the md88 which you've if you've listened to the show then you've all heard me talk about the md88 or the md90 uh, mad dog like these are those super loud not that comfortable planes yeah <laughs> but but i really i don't know i don't know i just like them they they are very noisy and uh they're they are like a smaller like a regional aircraft like two and two all the way down so two row like two rows of two seats all the way down so mm. kind of a you know middling plane um but they have rear mounted engines so the engines are on like the plane's hips instead of on their arms instead of on the wings you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. so which again boy if you are in the back seat right next to those engines it just vibrates your skull inside your head like just yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know it's cool <laughs> it's cool yeah um yeah we uh this particular md88 that we're flying today was born in 1987 and it was bought by Delta right right from the stork. And uh, it's been flown by Delta ever since. So the airplane, um, stork. the airplane stork seems redundant to have a plane delivered by stork, but they could probably fly themselves. Nature's it's plane. Fine. Nature's nature's plane, the stork. Uh, yeah, cool plane. We love it. It's great. Um, but there are 132 souls on board, uh, 127 passengers, three flight attendants, two pilots. So yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. What's not to like? Yeah. Um, the captain today is Theodore. He's 56. He's a company man, been with Delta a long time, used to be in the air force. Uh, David is the first officer. He's 46. And he used to be in the Navy. So <laughs> I guess it is it is true what they say, that if you, uh, like, kind of uh, the only real shortcut to becoming a pilot at one of, like, the major carriers is the military. Um, mm. Although not so much anymore, I guess, because right now they're, like, desperate to hire pilots hmm. for whatever. Yeah, there's, like, a serious. Yeah, the whole, there's not just, like, a airport employee shortage but there's a serious pilot shortage wow. so yeah uh but on this day march 5th 2015 uh david and theodore load up all these people onto the plane they don't actually have anything to do with loading the people but you get it um yeah. they're they wait for everyone to get on the plane <laughs> and uh yeah the md88s and md90s are on the way out at this point but not they're not gone yet they're still here delta still got like a hundred of them and uh theodore and david are still flying them so hmm. uh they load up in the morning of march 5th so not super early they're loading up uh and they're meant to arrive closer to like maybe like 10 45 11 ish is when they're meant to arrive in LaGuardia. so they load up it's a two and a half hour flight get everybody on board shut the door and uh take off toward LaGuardia. Uh, 
pretty much as soon as they get up into the air because again it's not a super long flight it's uh just two and a half hours so really as soon as they get up into the air they start to kind of talk about like what are we expecting weather-wise in LaGuardia because when we took off the weather did not look good there (laughs) seemed like the weather might be a problem and LaGuardia is you know right on the water in New York already like a cold and snowy place and LaGuardia has famously not the best runways in the world right like the runways are on the shorter side especially the runways um that they're that they're going to have access to and there are big plow trucks that come out and like plow the runways and try to keep them you know clear and open but as anybody knows who if you live in a snowy area you know plow trucks can only do so much right they can only come so often and if it's you know currently snowing then snow is gonna keep falling gonna keep falling so they start to like talk about what they're expecting the weather is snowy this is hopefully they're talking about you know buffalo's amazing accomplishment (laughs) of getting the most snow in a 24-hour period of any place in america i think that's something that people would talk about at work um we talked about (laughs) it at work so yeah um they david is flying so the first officer's flying and they are trying to figure out basically you know like exactly what are we expecting how should we do it you know like and kind of getting like i don't know i don't know if pilots ever feel good flying to laguardia but this makes it worse yeah so as they get closer uh they find out that the conditions at laguardia are like just just within safe limits like the conditions like the the wind the visual conditions the runway conditions like all of it is like just 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 under the line like it's technically safe barely and that's not good news, right? That's not what you want right. to hear. Uh, they kind of, again, they're discussing it, making plans, and uh, Theodore decides that he's going to take over the landing from David. So he's going to start flying, and he's going to be the one to actually do the landing because Theodore is a nice guy and a good captain. He's not going to hang David out to dry on this, you know, marginal morning. Right. Uh, they open up their landing distance charts. I don't know if we've ever talked about landing distance charts on this, uh, show, but the landing distance charts are like their charts where they can kind of observe the, uh, like length of the runway, the weight of their aircraft, the wind conditions, the, um, you know, runway conditions, and they can, it, basically allows them to quickly reference all of those different parameters and see if they'll be able to come to a stop after they hit the runway, if they'll be able to stop before the runway runs out. And in the case of LaGuardia, if you run out of runway, you fall into the water. So you just into the water. And that I fate worse than death. I that to me is like being plunged into like the frozen waters in an airplane on a snowy. No, on a snowy day? No. No. No, no thank you. No. So just turn the plane around. Go back to Atlanta. Right. 
Um, and but they look at the charts and they like put everything in. And again, it's like just under the line. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, you can land in that. Yeah, you'll come to a stop in time. You'll come to a stop in time. But in order for them to stop in time, the runway conditions will have to be good. And good is a subjective sounding word (laughs) for a subjectively evaluated concept so the uh after pilots land like after every landing and they come to a stop they um call air air traffic control and report if the runway is good fair or poor referring to how easily they were able to come to a stop like what the braking action was like and it is their subjective professional opinion um and so in order for them to reasonably be able to believe that they will be able to stop in time and not just womp over into the water Mm -hmm. uh the conditions need to be good and again are the conditions going to be good because it's snowing like crazy I don't know. They just keep talking about everything. The captain is the one flying now. They need to know what the conditions are going to be like because if the conditions are being reported as fair or poor, then they need to just divert and go somewhere else because they can't. It's everything else is already so marginal. The visibility is super marginal. The, um, like the, that's it i guess the weather (laughs) but it's fine um so they need to know the runway conditions and so david calls air traffic control and says asks for uh you know the report on the braking conditions on the runway and air traffic control is like i don't know because we are plowing right now Hmm. so I, i can't tell you the answer to that and he's like oh and since we're plowing right now we're gonna Put you guys into a holding pattern and like okay i would never right. denigrate an air traffic controller no but like this is not like theodore and david haven't heard a word about being put into a holding pattern right right like that just has not had not been brought to their attention that that was something they were going to be discussing um and so now it's like so we don't know what the conditions are like. It is super snowy. We might have to, like, now we might have to sit in a holding pattern for God knows how long right. just to find out it's not good and have to divert. So now it's like, okay, well, do we do we just divert? What if it's fine? They're plowing to improve the condition of the right. runway. So if we divert and we say it's because we didn't want to sit in the holding pattern if we weren't sure that's delta not going to like that the passengers certainly aren't going to like it if and passengers god bless you all every one of you me too i'm a passenger (laughs) right but that thing where they're so i can't tell you how many times we would say that like a flight was delayed due to weather yeah and People would come up to us and say, like, my sister lives there and she says the weather is fine. And it's like, does your sister live at the airport? Right. Does she live on the runway? Right. Is she like an adorable little gopher who dwells on the runway yes, and she checks is. the weather? Yes, she is. She texts. Listen, that's great. You I'm know so Martha? glad. 
yeah you know martha the the what are they it's not a gopher uh, uh woodchuck groundhog? who is it groundhog thank you <laughs> that like checks the weather yeah. no martha no. martha stop texting stop missing don't do it okay so so they don't know what to do so they're just like okay i guess we're in a holding pattern so it is maybe a little annoying and maybe honestly a little bit worrying because even if okay so now say that they get back to them and tell them the conditions are good then it's still a pretty iffy not iffy but like a raw a difficult landing right Right. it's difficult you don't want to be worrying if you're going to be able to stop in time right this is and the thing is is all of the other pilots in the area are probably thinking kind of the same thing because they're it's it's a difficult the weather is challenging right they can't see anything it's just white snow out their window it's not it's not your favorite day of work you know and so and it's still again it's LaGuardia they're fighting this hard just to get to LaGuardia so rough uh and (laughs) so they're just gonna plan on landing at LaGuardia uh they are plowing so hopefully that will make the runway a-okay to land on. Uh, diverting is annoying. They're talking about like, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll just set the auto brake to max. Okay, we, meaning the auto brakes, the auto brakes are exactly what they sound like. Yeah. They automatically deploy when you touch down, and they'll just set that all the way to max. Now that is aggressive, right? Like that is, it's a lot. It's gonna make the actual experience of landing, and then like that roll is gonna be like a rough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The passengers will notice, like a but, slam, or right, yeah, not like like uh, yeah, like if you aggressively hit the brakes yeah. right so yeah. like not they're not going to be nobody's neck is going to break or anything hideous like that right but it's you know it's not it's, great it's not it's not what you would normally do if you right. didn't have to but it's way better than careening off the runway and falling into the ocean yeah. right we'll so take it. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's why you gotta just trust the pilots guys yeah. just trust them so uh David says, like, well, we could also do manual braking, like max manual braking, because the manual braking is like a stronger force than the auto brake. Um, like you can manually apply more more braking action than the automatic system would. And Theodore, our captain, is an honest and humble man. And he said, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have never, ever in my career, ever used maximum manual braking. And I haven't, have not even done it in the simulator. Oh, God. And so they say, yeah, we don't need to do that. That's fine. (laughs) Like, thank you for your honesty and for being so forthcoming. Theodore, listen, I I love this guy. So they're still in a holding pattern. But they have, like, the air traffic controllers have started to clear some people for landing, right? So the the line is finally starting to, like, move along. And they overhear on the radio a plane that had just landed report the conditions as poor. And they're like, oh, oh, well, that's that's it. Like, and so they're they're still waiting because they need to... You know, you don't just if you want to divert, you don't just like turn the wheel and just go off. Right. right. So they, it still takes thing, you know, and, and so they're they're waiting and a couple just just like a couple minutes later, 
another person lands, another plane lands, and they report the runway condition as good. Oh. And they're like, okay. So, okay, well, what kind of plane was that, right? Like, was it a similar aircraft to ours? Because obviously different aircraft um, will, will, the, the conditions will affect you more or less based on your aircraft. So, uh, Theodore wants to find out, is the aircraft that reported the conditions as good similar to ours? And uh, they <laughs> call air traffic control and they find out that it was an A320, which is similar to theirs. So an Airbus, yeah. like an A320, it, it is a, a similar aircraft, like a comparable aircraft. And they're like, OK, so again, we're like, OK, OK, so that one said it was poor, but that one said it was good. It's all just so right on the edge. Right. right. It's so, so, so marginal. So. Okay, uh, they're going to go for it. The air traffic controller is, you know, lining them up and they start to go through their checklists. They call the flight attendants to tell them like, hey, we're going to use the max auto brake. So just, you know, like buckle up, batten down the hatches, make sure that like the carts don't go flying. Um, they're using the ILS. So they they are coming in for the landing and they get established on the ILS and they still can't see anything. It's just white snow oh out their gosh. windows, but they're on the ILS. So they're not doing it that that reduces the danger of landing and low visibility. Right. They still have to be able to see the runway. By the time they get to decision height, right? So they still have to be able to see the runway before they actually decide to go for the landing and not to go around. So they get established on the ILS. Uh, the air traffic controller reports that the that the two flights ahead of them had both said the conditions of the runway was good. And like, mm, okay, no time to think about that. So, okay. Right. Uh, they're going for it. They can't see the runway yet still. And they are like uh, Theodore's the one flying and he sees on his panel that they have an 11 knot tailwind and 11 knot tailwind when they were looking at the the charts to see if they were gonna have enough runway to stop they did not account for an 11 knot tailwind at all that's going to totally change the calculation if they're getting pushed by the wind from behind that's going to push them further down the runway and push them off the runway into the ocean so that's not good so uh theodore asks david like hey call air traffic control and see what they say the wind is david asks the air traffic control for a wind check and the air traffic controller calls them back and says well there's a crosswind and again it is like just under the line it is like just okay it's just considered safe and it's like okay they still don't see the runway they're getting lower and lower and lower everything is super 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 marginal Mm. but technically okay theodore's like uh geez yeah uh, okay and david's like this is true this is from the transcript we're all counting on you thanks david thanks david They get down to decision height at 300 feet and they can see the lights through the snow, which, you know, what lights look like through that kind of like 
mist of snow falling snow like just that like glow they can see the glow of the runway lights and that's that is good enough that's good enough again not as good as seeing the runway but it's still technically okay and so oh and and theodore is like we're gonna go for it we're landing and they they keep going down 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 toward the runway and they get to where they think they're gonna see like a cleared runway like the black of the like the 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 whatever actual skin of the runway i don't know this is not a day for words but okay but instead what is it tarmac yeah tarmac yeah you know the skin of the the runway runway. so they think that's what they're going to see but instead they just see snow the snow is falling so heavy and so fast they are like the third plane to land and there's already a blanket of snow over the runway and again it's not great but it's still technically okay and they already have committed to this landing so theodore points the nose down just a little bit so you know they flare the nose up and so the the back wheels hit first and then the nose comes down and that's more comfortable and it's like we're this is safety over comfort and so he points it down not so that there's like less of that flare and that brings the plane down sooner on the runway so they touch down they touch down on the runway even earlier to give him just like you know like that six or seven more feet of runway because theodore wants this plane to come to a stop they hit the runway and the auto brakes don't deploy but david catches it and like immediately pulls them okay so that's not great but but okay it's fine so they start to the plane you know the the brakes go off theodore hits the thrust reverser spoilers up and they start to slide left and theodore hits the right the right rudder to counteract it and it just doesn't do anything and they keep sliding left they're skidding off the Mm -hmm. runway and david like yells hey like turn off the thrust reversers and he does but it's too late he's hitting like the right brake and the right rudder and they're sliding left 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 and they go off the runway and they crash through the airport fence and they slide 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 hit the embankment the left wing hits the embankment the engine rips off and starts to like spit fuel all over the snow and they just slide 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 down and the plane like turns in its slide and just whoops to a stop like nose first ah ah so the it the crash cut off their radio control and it is pure white nothingness, void outside. So the air traffic controller can't see the runway and can't see that the plane went off went off the runway oh and can't hear from them because the radio isn't working. So he clears the next plane to land. And meanwhile, in the plane, the people are like very, very, very slowly like getting up and like trying to like it's it's very like a lot of shock and like confusion and that kind of like oh my gosh wait am i okay like and it's again a void white nothing out the window that might make you think that you had died and a plow truck driver out there in the frozen tundra 
sees that a plane oh. has crashed off the runway oh. and calls air traffic control himself and is like, oh, hey, like this runway is closed. This runway is closed. And the air traffic controller is like, what do you mean it's closed? And he's like, the, the, the airport's closed. The airport's closed. Like we have a plane crash, like call rescue services. And the air traffic controller is just like, what? What? Uh, what? Oh <laughs> and he's God. like, the runway is, the airport's closed. The airport's closed. And everybody lives oh. every single person lives oh God. everybody lives it takes 14 minutes for everyone to get off the plane Damn. which is that's wrong like that's way too long there's right. no fire or anything right it's but i don't know if it's like the shock or like the white void or like the cold but it takes people so long to get off this so plane long. that is so 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 long but everybody lives there were only like minor like you know scratches there were no oh, serious injuries like everyone's good everyone's good everyone lived i don't the know plane... why i just thought it was gonna turn i thought they were all gonna die oh my gosh oh thank god oh the plane did die, sadly. Oh. The plane did not. They the plane died, um, but all squished. of the people lived. Yeah, yeah. But so, why did this happen? Right. Obviously, the runway is very. This is not. This is not ideal conditions. Yeah. But why did this happen? So the NTSB, you know, flies on down, and uh, they. So the the thrust reversers thrust reversers are not you're you're not supposed to use them this way on this aircraft mm. basically. So okay, the like those those tail mounted engines the placement of those tail mounted engines is such that if you use max thrust reversers the it deflects the airflow over the rudder in such a way that your rudder is just nothing now you just it's like not having a rudder at all and so there's a lot of like normal corrections that they need to that pilots need to make during their their role as they're landing and you can't make those normal little corrections without your rudder right. so okay so the ntsb is like okay so it's part of delta's training and like kind of this is a thing like you don't use the thr thrust reversers especially not like this aggressively this early in the landing on this kind of aircraft so like why did this happen and the first thing the ntsb just said was like the theodore was like wholly focused on just getting the plane to stop before it falls into the ocean right like all of his focus really they had started to talk about it from the very beginning of the flight right. like and everything was so 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 marginal and like seconds before this happened he had found out he had like expected to see like a cleared runway and instead saw a runway coated in snow right. and literally like an instant before they like 
before they started to go off the runway completely, the auto brakes hadn't worked. And why the auto brakes didn't work, that I don't know to this day. For whatever reason, I guess the plane, I don't know. But for whatever reason, everyone agrees that the auto brakes actually didn't work. And David did like immediately pull them and that's okay. But that if you are really, really, really worried about flying into the ocean in a freezing cold blizzard. Right. And so you're like focused entirely on stopping the plane. And so he just, he, and then you have like in a matter of seconds have all those things coming at you and you would, you just, he made an overly aggressive attempt to stop given the circumstances. Um, And thankfully though, the NTSB didn't exactly stop there because the NTSB was like, okay, but like, Theodore is a good pilot. He's like an experienced pilot. And like, yeah, he was definitely, this was like a rough day. This was a rough, rough, rough day. Lots of like, not, I don't know, just a lot of going back and forth. A lot of like, a lot of just like inconveniences, like a lot. Yeah. And like, again, this like genuine concern, just this reality that like, it would be worse to fall into the ocean. Right. Like, honestly, even than what actually happened, like plunging into the ocean, that would be worse yeah, much than worse. skidding off. So, but they like looked into Delta's, you know, basically they like got their, their data from like other flights and Delta pilots were doing this like all the time. Yeah. This happened like all the time. And on this day, it led to this problem. But their like training was like clearly not adequate to get people to not do this. And the NTSB was like, okay, guys, here's what you got to do. We're going to have the FAA, Delta, all the other airlines that still use MD-88s. We think that you should like do better training. You could actually like have a thing where the pilot who's not flying can like provide, you know, like extra information about, you know, what the thrust reverser should be set to at what time you could even like put in like a little sound sensor thing that goes off to like warn them not to use them. Like these are such great ideas for safety. And Delta was like, no, we're just going to get rid of all of our MD. And MD-90s. And so so Delta just was like threw them all in the garbage. And Delta doesn't have any MD-88s anymore. So sad. It's a bizarre response. I don't know. Okay. I I am the one making that like jump. But (laughs) they did in fact they did in fact get rid of all of them. And I remember because I, you know, still worked for DGS when they got rid of all of them, and it was like so sad. But they started talking, I'm going to be honest, they started talking about getting rid of them in, like, October of 2015, when I worked at the airport. Oh. They talk, so, so, like, it was, and, like, this report came out, like, I yeah. I don't think it's unrelated. I'm just right. going to be honest. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a total coincidence. I don't think that they were, like, like, nobody was making these anymore, and the plane was, like you know 28 years old like you know they were on the way out in general they got rid of their 747s too monsters with no taste that they are but like 
I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence that like the NTSB was like, oh, you could do all these great safety things to make sure they're safe. And they were just like, nah, right. we're just going to. That's what I mean. It's going like, to not. That's the response. Like, no, we'll just get yeah. rid of millions of dollars worth of equipment. Yeah. I safety hope man. from the bottom of my heart, I hope that somebody who like works for Delta will like write us and be like, actually, it was because, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. Just turn Delta, your we back know you're on listening, so just give us the answer. Oh my gosh. Listen, if they are, we're coming for you. <laughs> we're going to personally unionize yes. every, every Delta They're airline like employee. Mr. Slugworth and Willy Wonka. Are they anti-union? No, he was a spy. He was like a fake spy. Wait, what? Say this again? Do you remember? Mr. Squidward? Squidward? <laughs> What did you say? Slugword? Isn't it Slugword? Slugword? No, I don't know this. Am I making this this up? I don't know. (laughs) Wait, what? I think think it's gone. Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. What? Mr. Slugworth from Willy Wonka. This pings nothing in my memory. (laughs) I know what Willy Wonka is. You know the movie? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like, fake spy? I... Maybe I don't remember the movie. I'm not explaining it well. <laughs> there was a fake spy? Yeah, he was like, you have to give me the recipe for the Everlasting God Stoppers. He told all the kids with the golden tickets, like, I need you to get this recipe for me. And Wow, I have no memory of this at all. None. But he really worked for Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka was just testing them to see if they would give him the secret. Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. This this plot point 100% eluded me, apparently. I remember yeah. the old people that were in the bed for too long, for, like, yeah. way too long, and that, like, really freaked me out. Like, something about it, like, really disturbed me that they, like, never left the bed. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a book, so. Right. I did. Is it in the book or the movie? Because I did read the book, but that would have been like even way longer ago than I saw the movie. The book is, I will say the new, this is totally off the rails, but the new, the the Johnny Depp movie is pretty identical to the book. Oh, I didn't see that movie. I'm sorry. I was, I didn't see the one with. Oh yeah. No, I did not watch the movie with Willy Wong. He's in in both. Yeah. But. Okay. (laughs) I can't escape responsibility no. for knowing this plot point. Like, I, I should, by all accounts, know this plot point, but right. I do not. I do not. But <laughs> it's okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's fine. We we have our own Delta, Mr. Slugworth. Like our FBI agent? Exactly. Our personal FBI yeah. agent. Who's really just looking guy's... out for us, to be honest, because... <laughs> Listen, Listen, we need all the help we can get. But do you guys, does anybody out there, if you are texting in such a way that you think I would not like the FBI to read this text, do you assume that the FBI is reading your texts? Somebody, I hope somebody tells me like it wouldn't be the FBI, it would be like the NSA, right, right. <laughs> whatever. We just call them an FBI agent. Yeah. So, um, but so we like talk to our FBI agent sometimes yeah. in our texts, but He's do you, a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. We... We've come to care about him, right? Like yes, we have. very much. We've come to like worry about his well-being yeah. over this time. I hope he doesn't exist. I hope he's made up. But like, but he does. He exists. He's there. I mean, we're gonna find out one of these days. Yeah. But 
but do you guys do that does anybody else do that like have not like pray for your fbi agent but like do you ever like do you do you suspect or express concern over the idea that like the government like is reading your communications yeah i don't know i don't think i don't think we're supposed to worry about that at all i don't think i think we should not i think we should not have to worry about it and maybe it's made up right but i can't be sure i guess and that's that's what makes it like feel suspicious right oh i hope we don't get like really conspiracy (laughs) conspiratorial i don't know the thing with conspiracy theories is that like only people who believe exactly the same number of conspiracies as you like you have to like line up perfectly otherwise you're like a sheep or like a crazy person (laughs) like you gotta really yes yeah there i know we may want to cut this your choice I actually know somebody who believes in the chemtrails uh, conspiracy theory. Have you heard this? Oh. I don't actually know that much about it, but like. No. Like, will Instagram post pictures of the sky? No. No. That one I feel like, okay, because that one is an aviation-based one. And I just, just, it is, there. who is doing it, guys? Who would be the one? Right. Are the ramp guys loading poison onto the plane right we're how planes aren't for that like that's the plane people are like in all of the bits of planes all the time well and i just where would you i just think like and don't get me wrong the united states government has done some horrific things very horrible very very bad yes i just like i can't help think like have you ever worked with the government <laughs> like no exactly like, exactly they I, that they is ex- couldn't they couldn't pull it off they could not like we can fucking bomb the shit out of everybody else but i'm telling you something that blatant in front of your face they couldn't pull off absolutely not and it's not like super competent bombing exactly like, just to be blunt right like it's not uh, a display of competence right like that is that is what I always think, though, because like one of the things like those really, really like sweeping conspiracies, the thing that is nice about them is like the fantasy that someone is in control and that like behind mm-hmm. the scenes, everyone is like wildly competent and like yep. working together like a Swiss clock. But like that is not that's not real. It's not like happening. that's I can promise that's not you that. how it. No, it just it can't. Nothing. It's not even just like the number of people, but there's in your office where you work, Mariah, yeah, doing like a very focused thing. Yeah. There is not enough like alignment of ideas no. to cover something big up. No, there's not. It's not. Not, it, not with it like so close and obvious to the public. Like there's not a chance. But New Jersey took fluoride out of the drinking water. We have to delete this whole section. But like (laughs) they took fluoride out of the drinking water in New Jersey. So everyone's teeth are going to like rot or whatever for no reason. Fluoride doesn't Wait, why did they do this? Because because people think that fluoride is like making them sheeple or whatever. What? Because New Jersey is so famously docile and like... yeah all of the refugees that you're housing right now but that's the state government isn't it 
Yeah, state, state government's government. different. Because state government oh, state is government. local. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just mean that, like, people... Sorry, yeah, I'm, like, taking, like, 12 leaps in my mental process. But, <laughs> um, like, I just mean that, like, people... It's, like, a, a vocal bunch. Oh, I see what you can, mean. like, yeah. enact change in the right, government right, right, that right. is or their governments that's the other thing like like you just said though like state and local like government can't agree on anything and federal state no. and local oh definitely God. can't agree on anything so like but something like people whatever 9-11 was aliens hired by george bush or whatever i like i can't right. handle the 9-11 conspiracies yeah. i cannot handle them like the anything like 9-11 was like fake or whatever i i really guys yeah like no, it's the so new york bad. city the new york city government the new york state government and the federal government are not going to all of the different the all of the different like airlines could not align on something like that right. like american airlines and united airlines planes were involved like it's just i'm sorry guys we love you so much if you're boiling with rage right now listen we're not bad people no. we love you yeah. i don't think you're a bad person write us by all means but like guys it's not it's the story is not that suspicious i'm just gonna no. be honest i don't think it's, it's suspicious. suspicious i think especially someday if i ever organize my life i really would like to do like the um Philippine Air, the TW eight yeah. hundred, the first um first Lockerbie, the first um World Trade Center bombing and then nine eleven. Like there is like a continuity to all of that yeah. that I would enjoy like I would enjoy drawing that line and like talking about how those things work together, mm. but I will have to better understand it myself <laughs> before I could ever do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember, I don't know, someday, maybe next year, life will be different. I don't think we're planning on having an easier life a year from now, though. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. But, yeah. but yeah, I am leaving New York. You are. Um, I probably this episode probably won't come out before we leave, but I don't know. So we will miss you. Yeah, New this York is my bye bye. You. Your neighborhood will miss yeah. you. Oh, I've started telling people in my neighborhood yeah. that I'm leaving. Yeah, I told the guy. I don't know. I wish I have to remember his name. My neighbor, who um, you guys can look him up. He's been in more. <laughs> He's been in more New York marathons than anybody ever. Yeah. He's in his 70s. Yeah. He's very nice. He's, he's very nice. He has like cool. a basketball charity, a basketball charity, like where he like teaches basketball to kids. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's like a cool guy. He's, he's going to be, going he's, on. he's got a lot going on. And how old is he? He even? does. He's in his 70s. Yeah. I mean, I could look it up because if you just Google like man in, he was only, I think he was in all the marathons except for one. I think the first one he wasn't in, and I think he's been in every single one since then. That's he's going to be in the wild. one this year. He's out there running every day. That's why I know him, because we, yeah. Yeah, I love my neighbors. I hope yeah. my neighbors, like, come and, I don't know, if they want to go to Niagara Falls. If you guys want to go to Niagara Falls, or, hey, maybe it's actually realistic to meet some of the Canadians. 
Yeah. Maybe. Because I won't be so far anymore from good old Canada. Yeah. But we'll, we will see each other. We'll see each other probably as much as we see each other now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately. Just, you're just going to scoot like, on over. Oh, I love to scoot over. But those days need to end because it is so horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you like this weather. It is so horrible. Oh, it to would me. be horrifying to scoot right now, but. Oh, the wet weather. I don't like it. Yeah. The in-between seasons, I don't like. Honestly, like spring, I like crocuses and like there's nice things about spring, but it's not my favorite season. And fall is my least favorite season. Yeah. Unpopular opinions, <laughs> but okay, yeah. But it is your time of year. It is. And that is okay. Oh, it's so nice. It's like a, just a break from hell, my personal hell. Mm-hmm. I know. It's way too hot down here. Yeah. It's way too hot down here for you. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. I w- listen, I was not raised in this. I no. do not know. Heat. No. I know seven feet no, of you snow. You were raised in seven feet of snow, <laughs> baby. It. I'm s- it's such a thing to be proud it of, is. though, in a way, right? Yeah. Like, I feel so proud of it. Yeah. Like, more snow than any else, any other place in America. We live in a nation with Alaska. Yeah. Like, Alaska is part of our fair nation, <laughs> but Buffalo has had more snowfall on it in a 24-hour period than anywhere else. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's just like, mm, it's great. Hey, there's no, way, there's so no other way to... Did I steal your fact? Is your fact today that Buffalo had seven feet of snowfall in a 24-hour period? <laughs> that should be the fact. Um, it's a good fact. Yeah, no, I'm uh, butchering facts, actually, because I wanted to use this fact a while ago. And I just didn't, I think it just got lost in my fact notes, uh, uh-huh. note on my phone. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but because we were talking about nine eleven, um, this is a fact about the new, <laughs> unless I edit it out. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, it's fine. Let people know yeah. that we edited out the nine yeah. <laughs> eleven. but <laughs> bring it back. Um, so the tallest building in the U.S. is One World Trade Center in New York, which is the mm-hmm. the new uh, World Trade Center. And mm-hmm. it um, stands exactly at 1,776 feet as oh. uh, a nod to the date of the Declaration of Independence. So, Yeah, 1776. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Nice little nod. That's cool. Have you ever been in it? No, I've been in the Oculus, the like spine looking oh, yeah. building. Yeah. I used to commute through there. Yeah, it's horrible to commute through. It's horrifying. It's, oh my gosh. The mall. It's a beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful yeah. building, especially like throughout the winter. Because you get mm-hmm. to see like Christmas. It's beautifully decorated. I mean, the stores in that mall are insane. Like, yeah. The Apple store is like the closest thing that I could ever afford in there. Um and I can't even afford like full price Apple products. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it is insane. Yeah. Uh but they used to have a nice little farmers market in there so I'd get breakfast on Thursdays. But Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So That's it's nice. cute. It's a cute little but it is a hell of a commute for sure. Uh it's rough to commute through just because it's a mall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. That I had to um 
like as you know like the um trinity episcopal that's the church that i think of it as my church and you know when yeah. i worked down there and went to school down there i would um i would go there actually but um yeah. that that uh like i had to kill time between like work and when church started and so i was like oh i'll just go and like wander around this mall like it's 2008 yeah. and like you know that's fun what wander around the mall and there was like a candy store like a chocolate store oh, yeah. that i always wanted to look at just because it's candy i like yeah. candy and it's like uh, like 89 dollars <laughs> for right. like a bag of gummy bears exactly. like just literally <sighs> The hot chocolate is is forty nine ninety nine for a twelve it, ounce cup. Like, yeah, yes, it's insanity. Like who? How? It, it who? 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 Nobody. I never saw Nobody. anybody in any of those shops. No, just I just other people also like just walking around looking. Yeah, exactly. But it is like a status symbol, right? Like those yeah, totally. stores are not to like generate revenue. How could they? Right. I don't know. But so, and I haven't been to the 9-11 museum either. Mm, yeah. Did you go to that? Yeah, I went a while ago, um, like years ago. But the out the outdoor memorial is beautiful too. Yeah, I like, I really like, the outdoor memorial I think is very, very, very. Really well done. Tasteful and yeah. like. Yeah, well done. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, and it's nice. Like at night, you know, if I was like when I would get out of class, it I always thought it was like a really nice yeah place very to walk calm, through. Very peaceful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I actually really like Battery Park in general. Yeah. I think um, I hope that I I think we'll probably go there. Um, you know, we've got some people visiting us. Obviously, we're leaving. So, like, yeah. everybody is coming to visit us right. this month. So, that usually means, like, when people visit, I tend to go to Battery Park and, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's nice down there. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. Cool. Okie dokie, Smokey. I love you. I love you, too. We love you guys. You're the best. We All love right. you guys so much. We We love you. And I'm sorry that I did not produce... I don't know when this episode is going to come out, so I don't know if I should apologize for last week or a few weeks ago. But, yeah. but yeah, fall's not my season. If you weren't here last fall, you might not realize. But I tend to, I tend to miss a few notes this time of year. So it's all right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah, it's okay. We will. Your your strength gives me strength, Mariah. So, yeah, Thanks. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I failed to mention that Green Dot Aviation has a great video on this uh, story, and I definitely used it when I was making this, so I definitely want to shout them out. I guess I did leave in all of the conspiracy stuff, so I really hope that... It doesn't leave you feeling upset. I uh, hope you all feel like you can reach out to us. Um, I can't pretend to believe in something I don't, but uh, yeah. So we still like to hear from you. No reason why we can't be friends. 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for being gracious with me as I muddle through fall and move and all of this crazy stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks for being gracious. We'll see you next week. Bye.